Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ready or Not. Really excited for today uh, as we look at the question, what would you do if God called you to reach the world? Let's get into it. All right, guys, we are back in the studio and uh, super excited. We have a guest with us today. Her name is Kendra. You want to say hello to everybody? Hey. Hey, this is uh, Kendra, and you guys are going to be blown away, uh, I promise, or at least super encouraged um, by just what the Lord's been doing for really a long time. Mm -hmm. I know we haven't kind of revealed the topic yet, but (laughs) how long has this been on your radar? Oh, man, ever since I was a little kid. Okay. Yeah. And how old are you now? 26. 26. Am I allowed to ask still? Yes, okay. of course. <laughs> so 26. So literally 15 years, maybe longer. I mean, since you were very, very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is something that's been just percolating mm-hmm. in your heart and your mind for most of your life. Mm-hmm. And then people will find out it's, you're about to take a step into it and see it realized. Mm-hmm. Um, but cool, but just who are you? Like, tell the world. Uh, yeah. I know a little bit about you. I've known you for a while. Uh-huh. I don't even know. Yeah, don't even want to say. You were my junior high pastor. Okay. And now you're my young adult's pastor. So pretty cool. Man, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. So I was born and raised in Chino Hills. Grew up here coming to this church my whole life. Um, I am the youngest of three kids. I have two amazing parents, two awesome older brothers, um, I love being outdoors. I think that's one of the biggest things for people to know about me is I love hiking, camping, just being at the beach, the mountains, anything outdoors. Love it. Love the sunshine. Um, I also love to bake. I have a major sweet tooth. Okay. So <laughs> baking is one of my favorite things to do. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. That's awesome, <laughs> man. Um, so you're not so much for the city life. Uh, no, I'll explore there for a day or two, but put me up in the mountains or at the beach. I That's did not know much that. better. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Um, so it's something, and what we're talking about today uh, is the idea of missions. Mm-hmm. And that word probably in and of itself can go in so yeah. many different directions. But uh, for as long as I've known you, which has been a while now, that has been uh, a portion of who you are. Mm-hmm. And where did that come from? Uh, how did that get there? Mm-hmm. Just what's, yeah, where did it all begin for you? Yeah. So for me, I was introduced to missions pretty early on. Um, I was homeschooled. So growing up, I would start my day with my mom and my brothers reading the Bible, and then we'd pray together. And um, here at church, we have these missionary cards where you can uh, pray for missionaries that our church sends out. There's little prayer points on there. So we would each take a card every single morning, pray for those missionaries, their families. Um, So the idea of missions was introduced to me at a very early age. Um, And then also growing up at church here in children's ministry, we would do something called Mission Sunday, where... um, we have different tables set up with missionaries from all over the world or short-term short-term teams that would come, um, and we could learn about what it is that they do, um, learn a couple different words of another language, just kind of be introduced to like missions as a whole. Okay. Now, was this something as a kid, they were almost like heroes yes. in a sense? I mean, I don't know <laughs> if that's the right way of putting yes. it, but uh, yeah. like the just... 
beyond what you could imagine mm-hmm. was right in front of you? Yes. Yeah. I remember telling my parents, I, I don't even know how old I was, maybe like early elementary age. And I told my parents, I, I want to be a missionary when I grow up. And sadly, I kind of lost that. Um, I lost that like desire later on um, because I kind of got it in my head that missions meant knocking on people's doors overseas and like point blank asking them, like, do you believe in Jesus? And that freaked me out. I was super (laughs) shy. So the idea of walking up to a stranger and just asking them that question, just like, I don't know, I was so terrified. Sure. Now, and that leads into really something I'm curious because when someone hears the word missions or missionary, for some, it's just a blank like they, they don't under they don't have any definition of what that means for others they're very definitive in their answer mm-hmm. this is what missions is this is what a missionary does has that changed for you over mm-hmm. time as to what you thought missions was and missionaries did versus now what you understand it to be yes and yeah in what way it kind of mm-hmm. had that change so it changed a lot i think going on my first missions trip Um, I had a friend in high school, my best friend, she went on a missions trip um, and she came back and she told me about it. And it just sounded like the most amazing thing, the opportunity to go to another country, to, um, you know, be around people who spoke a different language, be able to share the gospel with them, do like children's ministry outreaches. Um, I was very acquainted with serving in the church here locally. So the idea of like having an adventure and going overseas and doing the same thing sounded awesome. Uh, so when, when my friend came back and she told me about her experience, I thought, okay, I want to do that too. So about halfway through high school, I uh, was 16 and I went on my first missions trip to Mexico. And, um, I think that's when kind of my view of missions shifted a little bit from, okay, just walking up to random people and like sharing the gospel, which was very intimidating for me. Now, not so much. The Lord's definitely grown me in that. Um, But being able to see more of like the serving aspect and just um, the lifestyle of being a missionary, knowing that it's really you're just living your life for the Lord in a different culture, in a different context than the one that you're familiar with at home. Okay. No, yeah, that's that's awesome. I think it's, I think, at least for me, I'd be in absolute agreement with that. and maybe there's even different functions of missions, right? There's short term, mm-hmm. which has a unique goal, mm-hmm. and there's longer term, yes. which you really feel called to like this bigger <laughs> step of faith. It's yes. not a, a one or two week trip, mm-hmm. but you've been on the one or two week trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back, and even for anyone listening, and I know myself, I'm even being encouraged and reminded <laughs> as I have my own kids or or things I've done, like the faithfulness of your parents just mm-hmm. to have those missions yeah. cards and pray with you, mm-hmm. like to to put those seeds in there for yes. the children's ministry to do mission Sunday, mm-hmm. just one Sunday a year, right? We can feel like, Oh, what, what impact does that have? Well, you <laughs> like, here it is. That uh-huh. seed was planted and yeah. watered and in the Lord's mm-hmm. timing, it's taking shape and bearing fruit. Um, so man, just for anyone listening, never discount the little mm-hmm. things you're doing yeah. in people's lives. Mm-hmm. You'd have no clue the impact that it's making. Um, I guess looking back on those earlier trips when you went out, in the moment, we don't always see clearly like what we're learning and gleaning from, but mm-hmm. looking back, is yeah. there anything that's like, wow, this was very impactful mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing looking back is just 
seeing how much my view of the Lord expanded, getting to see the gospel work in, like I said, a different context, in a different culture. Church looks very different in different cultures. So coming from a place where, you know, I grew up in the same church my entire life, being surrounded by this is what the Christian life looks like, to then going somewhere else and seeing that lived out differently, still holding to the same, you know, Bible, the same doctrine, but just lived out differently in a different culture was amazing to me to see that and to know that I had this connection with believers there that even though we couldn't speak the same language, we still had the same joy of the Lord. We still, um, you know, had the same salvation and we would be able to rejoice together in heaven one day, speaking the same language, being able to understand each other and just seeing how global God's love is and his plan for salvation was amazing. And I think that was, yeah, it just started me on a journey of just amazing faith and growth and seeing the Lord work in ways that I never expected him to. Yeah, he really is bigger than yes. what we imagine. Yes. He really is. Mm-hmm. And the gospel, when it says the power of God mm-hmm. unto salvation mm-hmm. to the Jew first and yep. to the Gentile or the Greek also, it's like mm-hmm. there are no boundaries to the gospel. Like yeah. the only mm-hmm. barrier is maybe a language barrier. Mm-hmm. And if you can find someone that's bilingual, you have no barriers. <laughs> yep. Uh and so for anyone that's ever been interested in going or called to going, but people have told them like, oh, well, the gospel is a Western thing mm-hmm. or the gospel is not for every culture. Like it's not true. Mm-mm. And you've seen that. Yeah. Uh, yep. So where have you been? Mm-hmm. You said Mexico? Yeah. So uh, my first two trips in high school were to Mexico. And then about two years later, I went to um, Europe. I went to Hungary, Romania, and Russia. And then the year after that, I was in Haiti for a month, interning at an orphanage. Um, Then after college, I went to Taiwan. And then since, or post-college, I've been to the Philippines three times. Man, okay. I didn't know all of that. That's incredible. Uh, And the gospel has had its Mm. impact in every one of those places. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. You got to write a book one day. (laughs) Uh, Maybe when you get back from this next one. I don't know. But... Now, there's a lot of people, and I would imagine this is maybe part of your story. I'd love to hear. I know I've wrestled through things where there's an idea, there's a dream, there's Mm -hmm. a desire, but is it of the Lord? Mm -hmm. Is that of me? And you go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And for you, was there ever that like, you weren't sure if it was really Mm -hmm. you or God calling you? Did you wrestle through that at all? Um, I did. And... It was. It happened kind of in a different way for me. I, in high school, kind of had this dream of uh, becoming a U.S. history teacher for high school students. That okay. was like what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. And um, in, in high school, my senior year, I was kind of presented with this question. And I don't know if someone asked me this or if it was just a thought that the Holy Spirit put in my head. But it was this question of, Kendra, have you stopped to ask the Lord, what he wants for your life? Mm. Or just have you been planning it yourself? And that question floored me. And I remember just like sitting there and thinking, oh my gosh, I I haven't been living for the Lord. I've been living for myself. And uh, one of my favorite verses, and I know you've shared it before on the podcast, uh, is uh, Proverbs 16, 9. Mm. For a man's heart plans his way and the Lord directs his steps. 
And when I hear that verse, I think about just holding everything that we have, all of our plans, um, our possessions, everything with an open hand and allowing the Lord to take and even take our hand and guide us to where he wants us to go. And um, for me, I think missions wasn't initially a thought in my mind. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. This is even what I want to do for the rest of my life. But um, just slowly through I guess, learning to let go of my own plans and then just kind of had this question of, all right, Lord, like I'm, I'm kind of at zero here. You know, you show me where you want to go. You show me what you want me to do with my life. Um, and he just continued to place opportunity after opportunity after opportunity for me to go overseas on these short-term trips. And even then, it was like a gradual process of each trip that I went on, the Lord just showed me something new about himself or giftings that he had given me that he wanted to use for his own glory and just kind of slowly inching along and growing my heart towards missions, towards um, towards his, his plan, which, you know, we can see clearly in the Bible, he has a huge heart for the nations. He yep. wants the entire world to come to know him, to glorify his name. And kind of seeing that and witnessing that firsthand and then reading through the scriptures and discovering that, it was like he was giving me his heart for the nations. So then my desires were lining up with his, knowing that this is what he was calling me to. Okay. Now, the process, and I love that you're kind of saying that it was a slow, (laughs) gradual process Mm -hmm. of the idea Mm -hmm. and vision of being a history teacher kind of evaporating slowly mm-hmm. and then being back to ground zero mm-hmm. and then increasing in that just heart for missions. Yes. Was that a struggle for you? Was it actually not a struggle? Not everyone has to wrestle with mm-hmm. that. Uh, were you pretty good with that? Yeah, I was pretty good with that. I mean, I I always loved like studying other cultures and languages and just people, talking to people, seeing like what makes them tick, seeing their background, the way that they think. So I think those are things that the Lord instilled in me for this very purpose. And so it was like, it was kind of like an adventure to me just to go on these things and to watch the Lord guide and direct. And I'm super blessed by it. No, that's awesome. Now, in all reality, and where are you headed? Most likely, Lord willing, Mm -hmm. real soon. Mm -hmm. Where are you headed? Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia, which is not Southern California. No. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So there's a bit of and I don't want to say your life's comfortable. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's safe to make some assumptions. Mm-hmm. Like things are good here, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe not as comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that hard to yes. count the cost? <laughs> like, what's that? What's that journey been like yeah. for you? Yeah. So the Lord has definitely shown me over the years a lot about willingness and counting the cost. And letting go of comforts. Um, I can think of one particular instance when I went to the Philippines for the first time. I was on a uh, island that was a little bit more rural. They didn't really have, there's like no Wi-Fi, no AC. Um, there was even no showers. So what they did is they would collect the rainwater. Then it would go through some pipes into like a spigot, which you'd uh, pour into a bucket. And then you'd take that bucket, dump it on yourself, and that's your shower. Oh and <laughs> I remember experiencing that for the first time. And because it's rainwater and it's going through these pipes, there was like sticks and leaves in there. <laughs> so I'm pulling those off of myself thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't do this. 
And I remember praying to the Lord and saying, Lord, you know, I'll go anywhere you call me to, but please, not here. Oh, man. (laughs) Famous last words. Yes. And since then, been back two more times. Absolutely love it. And if the Lord called me there, if he, you know, told me, okay, tomorrow you're going to the Philippines, I'd go there in a heartbeat. And that is a testimony to the work that he has done in my heart in teaching me that I had um, an idol in my life, and that was comfort. Okay. And that I desired comfort more than I desired obedience to the Lord. And that's something that I think has taken some time to work through. Yeah. Um, but I'm so thankful that the Lord has shown me that. And really, the Lord's just shown me that He desires our willingness. He doesn't, you know, He doesn't desire us to be these perfect, I mean, He does desire us to be like Him, but He doesn't need us to be these like perfect um, cookie cutter people, but He wants to use us. And if we're willing, He will yeah. turn us into those people that He can use. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely been a journey of learning to count the costs, let go of my own comforts, get rid of any idols that I had in my life that yeah. might hold me back and yeah. just say yes to him. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you wrestle through this comfort issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that idea of being a history teacher kind of fade away mm-hmm. off into the distance mm-hmm. and your heart for missions grow. Mm-hmm. What was, if there's a defining point of like, I'm now going to take a step towards Mm -hmm. knocking on some doors for real. Mm -hmm. I mean, I doubt there's going to be a tornado that comes along, sucks you up and spits you out in (laughs) Southeast Asia one day. Uh And a lot of times we kind of sit and wait and pray. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder how often we pray beyond God's answer. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that you did, but Mm -hmm. just generally the Lord's like, well, I was ready six months ago. And I don't think you missed it. I, th- I think from the little bit I've heard and seen, you're on track. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, we wait and wait and wait. Mm-hmm. That's to be a point of like decision and action. Yeah. Like, let's go. What was that for you? Yeah. Like, you just woke up one day like, ah, that's it. Today I'm doing it. Or I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's that's a story in and of itself. Um, so after I graduated college, this is like four years ago, I knew at that point I was pretty confident that long-term missions was what the Lord was calling me to. Um, And so then I was kind of in this weird like season of waiting and I had student loans I was working to pay off. And I was just kind of like, okay, where do I go from here? Like, I know, I know this is the thing, but like, how do I do the thing? When do I do the thing? You know? Um, So I was kind of in this long season of waiting and kind of struggling just with knowing when to step you know, when to take a step or when to just sit back and wait. Um, And there's kind of a lot that went into that. But I I found myself just kind of in this like restlessness. Mm. And just really, it was like a struggle within myself. I felt like I was like at war within myself of trying to know when to when to go, when to step out, when to not, when to just wait, like you said. Yeah. Um, So that was something that I was really dealing with. Um, but the Lord just kind of encouraged me, um, through a lot of different people in my life just to take boldness and to step out. Um, so I actually did about a year and a half ago, I contacted a missionary that I was in touch with and asked if I could come stay with them for about six months. Was this Dave in the Philippines? Yes. It yeah. was? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I got to, you remember, I got to yes. meet him one yeah. time. Awesome, awesome oh, guy. Oh my gosh. Good name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I asked 
you know, I kind of took that little baby step and then the Lord just immediately shut the door. And at that point, I just felt like I spiraled into this weird like season of of doubt mm. and just like almost fear because I, I didn't want to misstep. I didn't want to take the wrong step. I didn't want to do the wrong thing. So for me, that just meant, okay, I was going to do nothing, um, which is never a good thing. Um, but I, I was just, yeah, just kind of in this place of doubt and fear um, for a while. And then about six months ago, I actually was at a young adults um, service. Okay. And I don't remember what you were teaching on, but I walked away with this exhortation to be bold in my faith and to come before the Lord with boldness. And so um, as I was kind of just in this long waiting season, I remember sitting before the Lord and just like sharing with the Lord openly and honestly and with boldness and telling the Lord, like, Lord, you have given me this desire. You have gifted me in these certain things. I know you don't want to waste this. You want to use this for your glory. So I'm ready. Like you make the move and I will follow. <laughs> <That's> awesome, man. <laughs> and I think that was probably the first time in a long time, or maybe the first time ever that I really came before the Lord with full boldness and faith and just like expectant of him doing something. So a couple weeks later, I just had this thought in my head, okay, I should apply for missions organization. So I did. And now six months later, I'm on track to <laughs> go to Southeast Asia for a year um, and hopefully more, Lord willing. Um, so yeah, it's crazy, crazy struggle, weird season for me, but the Lord has taught me so much just about faith and not giving into fear. Um, being patient, but also being bold in yeah. that season of waiting. So would you say there's almost this resolution, like mm. I'm yes. ready. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. I'm not just interested in, uh -huh. like I'm all in. Yes, yeah. That's awesome. And I think that's where the Lord leads us. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes we need to jump to. Mm -hmm. uh, whenever someone gets there, right, just go for it. Mm -hmm. At that point, just Go for it. And I love that really your story starts with these seeds that were planted, mm -hmm. uh, but then kind of kickstarted with this prayer of yes. absolute yep. just resolve and comfort and courage and mm -hmm. boldness. Like, all right, Lord, like put me in, coach. I'm <laughs> <Yes>. ready. <laughs> um, and what would you say to someone? And it doesn't have to be world missions. Mm -hmm. But they have stepped out and the door shut, and you experienced that, and that mm -hmm. caused like fearfulness and doubt. Mm -hmm. Looking back to yourself a year ago mm -hmm. or to someone who is maybe experiencing that now, they did mm -hmm. step out and they knocked on a door and it mm -hmm. didn't open. Mm -hmm. And so they're kind of bummed and it sucked yeah. the wind out of their sails. Uh -huh. What would you say to them? As cliche as it sounds, trust the Lord and trust in His timing. And that was something I would repeat to myself over and over in my head, but yet I found it difficult to believe and really like apply to my life. Um, but now getting to look back and seeing the last like year and a half of my life, just seeing all that the Lord wanted to grow me in. He worked through so many things in my heart um, in that last year and a half. And then even just His sovereignty in orchestrating this particular trip with this missions organization. This trip that I'm about to go on did not even exist a year and a half ago. No way. Yeah. So even just seeing like God wanted me to be here in this moment to go on this trip. And so me knocking on that door, that wasn't the right door for me. And that was okay. And so I, I wish I would have known back then just to 
know, okay, it's fine. You know, it's it's going to be okay. Just trust in the Lord. Be patient. Um, keep serving Him. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep preparing. Um, but I'm I'm super thankful to be able to just look back and to see that now, to see His sovereignty in all of it. Yep. Um, so stay busy about your father's yes. business, right? If you've, yep. you've hit that wall of doubt or like, gosh, it didn't work out. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Just stay busy with mm-hmm. what you're doing. Stay faithful in the little things. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the Lord's like, I'm going to give you more. <laughs> but just like that parable, mm-hmm. you need to be faithful yes. with little so yep. that I can trust you with more and mm-hmm. you can be faithful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I think, I know for myself, and it seems to be many people I've talked with, there's a difference between believing the Bible mm-hmm. and believing God and being okay with it. Mm. Like I believe God's in control. <laughs> I just don't know if I like that God's yeah. in control. Um, <laughs> I believe God's working it out. Mm-hmm. I just am not surrendered to him working mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And once I can be like, you know what? I'm going to be okay with the fact that God's God and I'm not. Mm-hmm. He's king and I'm, you know, mm-hmm. servant. It's just a different experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome. Absolutely. Way awesome. So you've seen is looking back, right? The the breadcrumbs of faithfulness, his mm-hmm. fingerprints on mm-hmm. that. Um, any uniqueness to that? Just the timing and his providence? Yeah, just seeing, like I said, his sovereignty and, and his faithfulness. Um, and I feel like I'm really in that season of uh, just – him giving me the desires of my heart right now. And it's, it's seriously such a blessing. I can't even put into words just how amazing it is to witness God's blessings um, when we are patient for those blessings to come. And that's not of myself. That's totally of the Lord giving me that patience sure. to wait. But um, yeah, just seeing like just different desires that he's placed on my heart over the years um, and just seeing this opportunity come. It's just like checking all of those boxes, a desire to be um, discipled and mentored by long-term missionaries. Um, I'll be able to do that next year Um, and getting to serve in a region of the world that I have just fallen in love with. Just so many different aspects of what this next season is going to be is just like overwhelming, over-the-top God's goodness just poured out over my life, and I couldn't be more excited for it. I love how he's changed your heart for this because <laughs> I know Rochelle, my wife, she's at times at, in her younger years, there's like, oh, but what if I have to do something I don't want to do? And we all have to love our enemies and do those mm-hmm. uncomfortable things, mm-hmm. but God will give you a heart for the things he's calling yes. you to do. It's yes. not this like drudgery. Uh-huh. It may be difficult and challenging, <laughs> but it's not miserable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if if anyone experiences their heart shifting to something that, mm-hmm. you know, taking a, a rainwater with sticks <laughs> and leaves shower seems uh, mm-hmm. like something you couldn't handle, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Like, mm-hmm. is it worth paying attention to those things? Yes. Like maybe God's shifting your heart for a uh-huh. reason. Uh, I know Philippians says God puts it in us mm-hmm. to will and to do for his good pleasure. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you the heart. Mm-hmm. You're going to love the sticks and the leaves in the water. Like mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to be okay with it. Yes. That's awesome. Now kind of in beginning to wrap things up, I know there's even a bigger picture or a secondary kind of prayer that you have through going and even just being able to share today. Mm-hmm. Um and that impact, mm-hmm. you know, 
share a little bit about that? Or? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think just something that I've seen in my own journey with the Lord and just over the years of the different missions opportunities that I had, the different classes that I was able to take in college, um, and just through my own study of the Word, seeing God's heart for the nations and like the important and central role that it plays in our faith. Um, I wanted to share just a couple verses yeah. here. Um, I think probably a lot of us will already be familiar with the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Um, there's also you know, other scriptures in the New Testament where Jesus says, go into all the world and share the gospel, um, saying that we'll receive power from the Holy Spirit and he'll send us out That's to right. the following cities to the end of the world. That's you right. know, um, So we see those commands from Jesus, but we can also see elements and like aspects of God's heart for the nation sprinkled throughout the entire Bible. Um, starting in Genesis with Abraham, he's called the father of many nations, right? And you see that God chose Israel so that the rest of the world would know him, would know that he is God, his name is to be glorified. Um, and you see that like uh, the story with Rahab, um, and Rahab hid those spies because she was convinced <laughs> yeah. that the God of Israel was the that's one and only awesome. God. Yep. You know, so that's just evidence right there that the Lord was using the Israelites to share who he was, um, his power and and his plan of salvation with the entire world. And then we see that all the way through Revelation, where we're gonna be worshiping the Lord together, every tribe, tongue, and nation, bowing down before him. So it's just so amazing. And I would encourage everyone listening to when you read the Bible, look for those elements, look for those aspects and ask yourself how the Lord wants you to kind of you do that in your own life, yes. how the Lord wants to use you to reach the nations. Um, I think it's just so amazing the world that we live in now with social media. We literally can talk to someone halfway across the world, like with our fingers, you know, um, or FaceTime or something, yeah, you know, yes. um, or even our neighbors. Chances are we probably live like 20 feet away from someone who might speak a different language than us. Um, so it's just it's just so amazing to see the, the access that we have now to be able to really carry this command out that the Lord has given us. Um, and, and it all starts with you understanding it and believing it in your own heart. Yep. Um, there's a, a Bible study that I've gone through a couple times. It's by a professor at CBU, who's one of my professors, and his name is Jeff Lewis. He wrote a Bible study called God's Heart for the Nations. Okay. And it kind of just goes through scriptures and just explains uh, as you look at um, like God's great plan for the nations and wanting them all to know who he is and for him to be glorified in all the earth. It's amazing. That was a big catalyst in my faith and growth in this area. Um, so I highly encourage everyone to to get their hands on that and study it. Just dig in. Yes. Like God's heart is immense. Yes. He died for the world. Mm -hmm. He gave his son, his mm -hmm. only begotten son, that whoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life. He yep. so loved the world. Mm -hmm. And maybe not everyone's called to Southeast Asia, okay? <laughs> um, but everyone's called somewhere. Yes. You truly, everyone yes. is 
called mm -hmm. somewhere mm -hmm. to do something for the Lord, to make that mm -hmm. impact, to rescue souls, yes. and to be busy about our Father's business. Mm -hmm. So I love it. Um, speaking of like media and all kinds of stuff, Lord willing, I know you're going to be gone for a year, and you said maybe longer, <laughs> um, which I'd love to interview your mom someday, <laughs> if your daughter's just taking off. <laughs> and actually, I'm shocked. Uh, I've talked to her a couple times, mm -hmm. and she seems totally like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> the faith of a mom mm -hmm. to just launch her daughter out into the mm -hmm. world uh, is awesome and probably a yes. story for a different time. But mm -hmm. your parents have been a huge blessing, I'd imagine. Yes, absolutely. I know that's not the case for everyone that goes right. down this same road. So I'm just so thankful to the Lord for that, for giving me two parents who really just are behind me 100%. Um, they've never expressed really any fear about me going. I'm sure that they've had some internally, <laughs> nervousness at least. Um, but yeah, they've always just supported me 100% and just um, always wanted me to go pursue whatever it is that the Lord's calling me to. Awesome. So Lord willing, January 2022, mm -hmm. you're leaving on a jet plane. Yes. And we don't know when you'll be back again. <laughs> right? Um, but... Lord willing, we'll be able to kind of keep in touch. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to be sending out letters mm -hmm. and kind of updates and what's going yes. on. Uh, for anyone listening, mm -hmm. there will be a way to receive those directly. Um, and at very least, they'll be on our webpage. You can find them. Uh, so you guys can, at some point, we'll get them there as quickly as we can. But um, you go to Calvary CCH. We're from Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Calvary CCH. Uh, go on the Connect tab, find Arise Young Adults, and you'll always be able to get the latest updates on Kendra and Southeast Asia and the impact the gospel's having. Um, and Lord willing, I mean, if the phone's working well over there, uh, we can phone you in and get yeah. some updates throughout the year or something. That'd It'd be, be awesome. awesome. But And then uh, if you guys want to support in any way, at some point pretty quick here, we'll have a way for you guys to contribute, uh, right, going out on the missions field isn't free. And if you want to be a part of that and invest in the kingdom abroad, um, we'll, we'll make that as available as we can in the very near future. So, man, can just super encouraged, <laughs> challenged, excited, uh, looking forward to having you back and hearing all the cool testimonies. But uh, any closing words? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just yeah, just pour into the Word of God and just be willing, be willing to do whatever it is that God is calling you to do. And He will change your heart. He will mold your heart to be like His, and you'll find great joy in that. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always email us, arise at calvarycch.org. Uh, make sure and share this with your friends, and we will catch you next time. See ya.